You're listening to the SHL Smart Teams Podcast, a show where we invite experts on people science to talk about how to build a future where businesses thrive because their people thrive. Hello and welcome to SHL's podcast series. And this one is all about future-proofing your organisation. I'm Sarah McClellan and I lead our European Professional Services team here at SHL and I'm also a business psychologist. The last 18 months, I think it's safe to say, has um, fortunately been like no other um, and our lives, our work have turned upside down. So here at SHL, uh, we've been having lots of conversations with clients and obviously within our business too, around the opportunity that this creates for us to reinvent and to really consider some of the core fundamentals and principles of organisations and the way we work. Um, And I think that's coming to the fore at the minute as we consider returning to offices in, in many parts of the world. So the idea behind this series is to cover a number of key topics in a short, focused way, and I will be joined by uh, different guests, um, many great colleagues from from across SHL who are working with a range of organisations and individuals, um, sharing people science and tackling this opportunity that, that we have for reinvention. And today I'm delighted to be joined by Andy Geek. Um, who is a colleague that I have worked with for for a number of years uh, at SHL and someone who works um, across a number of um, organisations and countries. Um, So it's it's a pleasure to have you with us, Andy. Do you want to say hello? Thank you very much indeed for that wonderful um, introduction, Sarah. And as Sarah says, I'm Andy Geek and I work at SHL, have been there for a number of years, um, working now in our solution architects team. So very much working with lots of organisations, supporting colleagues in terms of um, thinking about solutions, thinking about thought leadership, and really, uh, as Sarah's alluded to, what that means in terms of businesses um, going forward and in terms of transformation. So an interesting, exciting time. Uh, I'm looking forward to the conversation, Sarah. Brilliant, as am I. So Andy, the the topic that we've chosen to explore is something that I know both you and I have have talked about quite a lot, um, particularly over the last year or so, but but also before that, and that is around leadership. Um, And obviously leaders um, across organisations across the world have really been thrust into the the spotlight and had to make um, some quite difficult decisions with, with limited information. Uh, particularly over the, the past year or so, um, and now, as we've said, you know, many of our leaders are now faced with an opportunity to reinvent, to redesign, to reconsider um, how we manage work, lives, and organisations as we move forward. So, Andy, the first question I'd, I have for you is um, is around the priorities uh, for for leadership roles today, and what do you see? those uh, being as, as we start to emerge uh, from from this situation well I think I think Sarah the, the, the transformation piece is, is key here I think that certainly over the last two years but but certainly more beyond that as well there's been a lot more if you like expectation uh, and to some extent pressure uh, put on put on leaders um, and and they are seen as being the people who if you like are the conduit to, to help the organisation move forward. And I think that transformation piece is quite key. So how do they start to kind of think about navigating 
this new environment that we're working in, what does that mean in terms of how they then start to leverage their, their people, support their people, but how, them, how do they transform themselves to kind of, if you like, align to, to, to this new world of operation? So really sort of being agile, being able to kind of think about things, think about change, how can they start to transform, particularly in that post-pandemic world, um, but also in terms of if other things come along, what does that mean in terms of how I respond to sudden situations, those kind of black swan uh, events that, that we, we come across? I think the other thing that's really coming out very strongly, Sarah, is this, the whole thing in terms of inclusivity. So that very much that focus in terms of diversity, inclusion, equity, and, and definitely belonging. And I think hitherto, um, these were things that, was, that were seen as important. Organisations would talk about them. Organisations would kind of mention them and say, yeah, 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 we're, we're inclusive. But actually, it's become integral in terms of what, lead, what we expect from leaders. And it's what people expect. And, and interestingly enough, I went to, a, and it's slightly kind of off-piece this, but I went to a, a, a conference at my daughter's school. And the headmaster, the first thing he said was, we want to encourage our pupils to be inclusive. We want to encourage them to, to welcome diversity and, and to have a sense of belonging. And I thought to myself, do you know what, that's really interesting because in a sense, what we're steering the very young to do is actually what that expectation is in the workplace going forward. Mm -hmm. So I think leaders have to kind of think about how can I start to promote that inclusive uh, environment? How do I start to maintain it? And also how do I build it? And mm. I think I think that's a challenge, but I think it's a great opportunity as well. Yeah, I, I think I, that's really interesting, Andy. And actually, it says a few things to me. So the, uh, the you're talking about schools and um, children and some of these these factors relating to actually how we run society, um, how we all live and work together, and the and the values, the outputs that that we want to achieve as as a society. And I think that's something that this pandemic has almost enabled is that kind of feeling of a fabric of society and organizations individuals playing a role in something broader than just themselves or just their their organization um and also i like your your reference that you know some of the things that we've talked about transformation um need for agility um responding to black swan um, moments that, that you know, things that we haven't expected, yeah. DEI, belonging, they're things that have been there, but they haven't um, necessarily been so urgent. So it's sort of created that that rawness and, and need for, for action. And I, I'm wondering, Andy, what, mm. what do you um, what do you see as that meaning for leaders in terms of the behaviours and the skills that, that they need to start sharpening and, and developing? Well, I think there's that agility piece, Sarah, as you say then. And, and it's about being agile in terms of, I might have had a mindset about what it meant to be a leader before, but actually I need to be relatively flexible here. I can't do everything myself, so what I need to do is try and get that autonomy going, start to empower people, start to make people feel that they can, they can be you know, self-resilient themselves. And I think part of that is then being agile in terms of how we connect with others. So really keeping that kind of encouraging collaboration. I mean, we, we, we talked in the past in terms of kind of network leadership, you know, the, the idea that 
we should be thinking organisationally rather than siloed thinking. And actually, that's coming to the fore. So how can we start to connect people across the organisation so they feel, feel a sense of belonging, they feel a sense that they're making a contribution, but actually you're opening up transparency and you're starting to connect people across. And actually, at the end of the day, we're all in it for the same end game. So bringing people together, I think, will be key. I think empathy is critical so that kind of emotional intelligence that being able to understand and listen and really kind of think about where that person is coming from but actually using that to your advantage to think well actually i may be the senior person here but this person's got some really great ideas how do i encourage that that kind of sense of you know i feel i feel i belong here my, my manager is authentic in terms of what what they see in me I think there's also something about, and it goes with the agility, that kind of growth mindset, because we're all going to have to learn new things. You know, the, the skills that we will need in, in X years' time, you know, a lot of people don't have them. So there is going to be that lifelong focus on self-development, but also how I start to encourage that development mindset with others. I think the other thing as well is, is kind of thinking ahead, that prescience, that, that kind of strategic focus in terms of, well, we're doing these things, but actually longer term, or even in the short term, this is where we want to get to. So really having that sense of the reason why we're doing this is for us, but actually as an organisation, this is where we want to get to. And so really connecting people to their roles, but also to where they're going in, in the future. And obviously, because things are changing all the time, it's having that kind of thinking about innovation, not necessarily being an ideas generator yourself, but encouraging ideas from others, because the more we can get people to do those things, the more empowered they feel, the more they're going to feel engaged, and, and the chances are they're going, to, they're going to perform even better. So there's a number of things for leaders, but actually a lot of these things are really interesting, and they're, really, they're, they're not necessarily hard to do, um, but maybe there's a bit of a mindset shift that goes with mm. that. Yeah, I'm glad you said they're not actually hard to do, because um, I guess there will be many of pe many people thinking, well, yeah, how how do I do that? Um, and I I completely agree with you, Andy. There's that shift towards you know the human side um, mm. of leadership that perhaps sometimes um, individuals as leaders have felt pressure or um, you know felt that they've had to hide that somewhat. Um, and now, actually, there is a desire to bring that to the forefront. And and I like when you talk about there the the, the moving more towards empowering, um, stepping back, enabling others to connect and and make decisions. Um, and I'm wondering, Andy, if you know in some of the conversations that you've had with leaders or with with organisations in in recent months, is there any advice that that you might have? for a leader who's thinking about how they could embrace that side, how they could, you know, start um, showing more of that, 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 those kind of human empathy and, um, and supportive aspects of, of their personality. Well, I think, I think one of the things that often comes through is really practicing things like listening skills, uh, being able to ask those sort of questions that, that will elicit an answer, almost that kind of coaching approach so rather than saying, well, here's the answer, uh, and I know best, it's kind of like, well, hang on a minute, let's take a step back here. What do you think you can contribute to this? What do you, what do you think the impact of this will be? And so it's, it's actually giving autonomy to the individuals that work for me 
to, to give a sense of, do you know what, we can come up with the ideas here. We feel empowered to do these things. So I think, I think it's just some shifts in terms of perhaps that, co that conversation piece. I think there's something about really connecting people's work to what's purposeful for them, but also what's purposeful for the organisation, and making people feel that, you know what, what you're doing here is actually really critical. There was some really interesting research that kind of showed that in a lot of organisations, probably about three or four percent of roles are really, really critical, and actually they came out at all different levels. And it's making people feel that wherever you are in the organisation, what you do is relevant, what you, do what you do matters, and this is what it means in terms of the organisation going forward. So it's showing that connectedness. I think also there's something about being authentic. So when I say I'm going to do something, or when I say this is what I mean, I actually do mean it. And people feel that, you know what, this leader is, is being transparent with me, they're challenging me, which is great, but at least they're giving me, giving me the sense that they really believe in me, that there's some, there's some genuineness there as well. So I think those things come through, but the one that comes through probably the most is kind of the emotional intelligence part, but also the coaching bit. So how do I, how do I start to create more of a coaching a, approach to doing things, and how do yeah. I give people that challenge to get them to kind of think about themselves? And it goes back to that kind of growth mindset bit. Um, but those are, things that are, those are things that are coming through, Sarah. Mm, yeah, there's some great, great examples and great suggestions there. Uh, thanks, Andy. And I can relate to a lot of those. I think as a <laughs> as a leader in our our business uh, at SHL, I think the you know there is often that temptation to to dive in and, and get to the get to an answer. Um, and actually, you're right. If you can pause and and sort of reverse that dynamic. As in, I know you are a big fan of um, learning circles mm, and you know absolutely. engaging different different layers of the organisation to generate ideas, share thoughts, share experiences. And if you can shift that dynamic, actually, as a leader, it helps you see different perspectives and um, and actually improve uh, the decisions that you make and the adoption and the influence that that you have. Um, and completely agree around purpose. I think we've seen such a a surge in the importance of of feeling purpose and so the role of leaders in being able to help people see that connection um, uh, with you know what we're doing as a business or the broader role that we play in society actually what does our work um, do what does it enable for others and yeah whatever your role in the organization there's a, there's a an, an influence and a connection uh, that you can make um, and I'm wondering, Andy, if there's anything, any kind of um, tactical examples, I guess, like maybe it's the learning circles or other things that, you know, people listening might think, actually, that's something tactical I could go away and try um, uh, to push myself in, in this direction. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the learning circle approach, um, whereby it's an opportunity to um, develop cohorts, uh, to uh, encourage ongoing development but it's that sharing between individuals um, which kind of opens up the field in terms of ah oh, there's a possibility here I hadn't tried that thing before transparency uh, and as you said there Sarah the opportunity for senior leaders to to be part of those kind of learning circle events to perhaps give their perspective give their thinking but also for them to capture ideas that, that come from the group as well so what you're doing is you're 
you're reducing um, you know, where there might be sort of mystique and you're building that transparency. You're encouraging people to think more organizationally because they're going perhaps across different functions, different areas. You're encouraging people to come up with ideas, but also to challenge themselves and challenge each other. So that kind of coaching element comes into it. But it's about making people feel involved as well. And that actually that development part, part of it, yes, is the organization to support that, but actually a lot of that is myself and how I, how I sort of start that journey, how I can maintain it, but how I can leverage others to, to support me and me to support them. So I guess it goes back to the whole enterprise leadership approach, which is obviously really relevant. But I think learning circles, they're scalable, they're easy to, they're easy to run, uh, and they have impact. So definitely a, a process that I would suggest. Yeah, excellent. Thank you. And then the final um, question I have for you, Andy, before we close out today is whether on the flip side, if there's a, an element of leadership, I don't know, perhaps a, you know, a style or an approach that you would love to see the, you know, the end of, that, pe- that people move away from um, as a result of this significant change. I think, it, for me, it's about when people say that they think that people are our most important asset, that they actually mean it. So it's putting some authenticity behind that. So kind of mean, you know, being meaningful in terms of we really want you to be part of this and actually, actually demonstrating that. I think there's also something about making sure that you, know, you get a good understanding about what that individual's potentials are so we can start to really make sure that people are doing the right things that align with their their capabilities so really taking a, a, a more I guess a more objective more kind of focused understanding in terms of how can we get the best from this person how can this person get the best from themselves so I think I think it's it's about understanding my people uh, and and really meaning that uh, mm-hmm. as a, perhaps as opposed to kind of saying sound bites but they don't necessarily <laughs> come out come out in practice so I think mm-hmm. it's, it's authenticity be authentic Walking the talk, yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, you're right. And I think that's a nice way to to kind of close up our conversation. And thank you, Andy, for your your insights and and sharing um, some some great um, little gems uh, around how we can take this opportunity to to reinvent. Um, Some takeaways for me, I think, are actually there's a great opportunity here to to think about the dynamic um, of leadership um, of organisational hierarchy and how um, how decisions get made and and actually if we can take a few steps now to to shake that up as you said Andy around you know empowering listening asking for input um, sharing when we don't know the answer as leaders which is you know plenty of times actually that you'll see some great great things come from that and and new ideas diversity of thought and and inclusion uh, start to to come forward in in your organization um so thank you andy um and i also just wanted to take a moment to point you all towards a white paper that will be on our website so shl.com which you can download and find out more on some of these topics um, and the opportunity that we have to reinvent our our organizations thank you for joining and we look forward uh, to speaking with you again soon thank you very much thanks for listening to the shl smart teams podcast To learn more about how SHL helps companies leverage their greatest asset, their people, please visit shl.com.